0: We want, we want the cup. We want the cup. We want the cup. We want the cup. Racing down the ice with only one thing on my mind. Gotta put that. Welcome to brotherly pod it is still wednesday june 23rd 2021 here the legendary day and uh, we'll talk about that in a minute but uh my guest today if you haven't paid attention everybody the hashtag where's nick is over i found him he's here nick i'm right here where the hell you been
1: <laughs> working and uh that's pretty much it. Working in wedding planning, and uh, watching playoff hockey, and and working some more. I don't Shane know if you saw the wedding, news. We had a you, know, uh,
0: you know, you uh, know, Shane and Noah are gonna have a dance off at your wedding. I guess they'll be crashing it then. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, Shane. That's your answer to that. <laughs> um,
1: almost have it paid off. I've been avoiding large purchases. I've still been adding to my jersey collection, I'm sure as you have, but with frugal eBay purchases. Mm.
0: But I've
1: been... How, how have you been? I haven't talked to you in a long time besides interactions on Twitter.
0: Well, still Dan the Flyer fan. Still Nothing Dan the Flyer s- Somehow. Just, uh, yeah, producing content. You know, that's what I do.
1: I've, tr- I've been trying to keep up um, Flyer's Twitter and just watching how teams are so much... Better than the Flyers have oh. kind of jaded me. Brutal. Yeah, and I've heard the excuse of uh, Jason Murti said it on his... Oh, no, he was a guest. I think it was on Dan Silver's podcast. I get them all mixed up now. I started listening to other
0: podcasts, but... Uh, That's your podcast Did problem. you hear that?
1: Mm. Goddamn cats. Behave. <laughs> Stop. There's a box on the ground. They feel the overwhelming need to fight to who can sit inside the box. Okay, back on track. So... Jason Martinez has been addressed, and, I, and I'm not, like, picking on him. I, I think Jason Martinez is great. Uh, he, he just was trying to squash aside the the people like myself and yourself and most of the people on our platform that say uh, the Flyers can never match this. And he's like, well, it's a different animal. Uh, of course they don't look like this. It's like, well, when have they looked like this in, in the past 10 years? You know what I mean? Even when they have been in the playoffs, it's not like uh, they – fucking looked anything like what you've watched over the last month of this playoff season, or even last playoff seasons when they were in the playoffs, they didn't look that good. They so, could,
0: you know, make additions to their roster and try a little harder.
1: They could, but, you know, the, the armchair GMs, I guess we're armchair GMs too, but uh, the people that are still content with Nolan Patrick and oh, Travis connecting. like have any of you actually watched these other teams? Have any of you watched a period of the Stanley Cup playoffs? I, I I don't like Montreal, never have, but I do love that they're doing good just for the simple fact that it's a big fuck you, the analytics crowd, that that kind of team can still win.
0: The last four teams left are just so Great. Montreal and the Islanders just play a very dirty, gritty, shut-you-down kind of style, whereas Tampa and Vegas are just going to straight-up beat you into the ground. Uh, Those are so goddamn overpowered, but uh, they're not even close. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. As long as Tampa is this good in the East, I don't know if anybody's taking them down. Uh, <laughs> even if you know the Flyers go on some magical run, like you're going to get crushed by these guys. They're, they're just too good right now um yeah i i I don't know i uh martinis is one of the better people out there but uh there's a there's a very defeatist isn't the right word but you know they're content with the issues that that are currently here and they're totally fine running it back which i don't know well, what do you—and like,
1: not you, Dan. What, what do these people want to run back, giving up the most goals Santa. in a month in NHL history? Do you want to run back a mediocre power play and below-average penalty killing? Do yeah. you want to run back just getting absolutely physically embarrassed every night and the cancer kid has to be the first one that finally says, fuck it, and punches someone in the face? Yeah, why the hell not? Do you want to run back a team that got literally— Shit kicked by the Rangers all year for the most part. Mm -hmm. Zibanejad set records on the Flyers' backs this year. How many goals did they give up in the month of March? 75? Was it? Either way, they set the record. They set the record. They beat out that trash uh, expansion Senators team. What do these people want to run back? What has Nolan Patrick remotely showed anyone other than the fact that you know what he has showed us, Dan? He showed he doesn't want to be here.
0: That's true. I mean, he he does have nice hair.
1: I have nice hair. You have nice hair, okay? <laughs> He's supposed to have nice hair. He's in his early 20s, okay? <laughs> He's not 53. It's like, wow, what a full head of hair on that 53. He's 20 years old for fuck's <laughs> sake. He's supposed <laughs> to have a nice head of hair. That is true. Uh, I just, that's why I'm so over the top negative is because it's not like it just happened this year. It's not like it just happened last year where they only got past the first round because as they faced the 13th seed bubble uh, for 13th seed team in the bubble, and guess what? That turned that 13th seed fixed the roster and had actually good players in the cupboard to call up, and now you see what happens when you supplement good players. You make a nice run.
0: Yes. Yes. I know. It's like
1: a foreign concept. I to know, it.
0: for whatever reason, that is a foreign concept here in 2021. That you know, you build a good team, that good add good players to that good team, and you're an even better team. Crazy, yes. mind blowing, ludicrous, ludicrous like insane. insane. Fucking Einstein trying to get my chops back Fucking, here. Fucking uh, <laughs> keep up with. This. I haven't
1: talked flyers here in a while, Dan. So I apologize. Uh, but the Flyers, at no point over the last 10 years, have looked like any of these teams in the playoffs, even when the playoffs were at all 16 teams. At no point.
0: Mm. Whenever they made
1: the playoffs... I mean, here's another record they set. First team ever in the four major sports to go 10 years, all training, making the playoffs. Hang that in the fucking rafters in the Wells Fargo Center.
0: May as well. It's the only thing they're going to put in those rafters anytime soon.
1: And it's not, just, it's not just one person's fault. I mean, it's a collective... So it, it, it was Hextall's fault. It was Holmgren's fault a little bit. Um, some of these trades that went down on this date have a hand in it, really, when you think about it. It's just, I, I, I'm i not remotely, at this on this day, June 23rd, 2021, I am not remotely excited for next year. I've got no blood flow down there. I'm not excited. <laughs> now, I've heard your other podcasts. I've heard, and I've seen on Twitter, and I've listened to you, and I've listened to Snow the Goalie, which, by the way, speaking of Snow the Goalie, how much vindication did you feel listening to
0: ah! that? Ah! I gave them a standing shit. ovation in my living room.
1: I, I love those guys. I'm glad I stumbled across them. Like, they're good. They're What I like about them is they're like us. They're not just going to blindly get on their hands and knees and start kissing the feet of the Flyers just because. Yeah. They'll call a spade a spade. But like, I, I just, uh, unless something, not just something, a few significant things happen, they can't, there's too many problems. You can't fix it all this summer. You can't. You can start to build and hopefully maybe it's like, oh, look, we've made a few good moves. We set ourselves up now maybe to make a nice move at the trade deadline. Or at least, hey, we freed up some of these people that have been here for way too long. We could start building for this year and the following.
0: That's my uh, takeaway through all this: is no matter how many articles I write that I can make big trades happen and they all work out and this team gets substantially better, then it's like reality hits and well, they may not actually make this move in reality. They're gonna let you know Sam Reinhardt go out west or Jack Eichel's going somewhere else or they're not in on Hamilton or Jones is gonna get you know priced out of Philly and it's like. Why even try, you know, yeah. like in my mind, I'm trying to talk myself into this shit. And, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to being disappointed next month when the uh, free agency opens, but yeah, it's, uh, hard to be erect in days like this.
1: <laughs> can any team make deals with the Kraken yet?
0: Yes. Or not? You, you can. I so. believe so. Yeah.
1: Okay. You don't have to wait for the playoffs to get done for trades to be done.
0: Start working on deals. Yeah.
1: Oh. we we'll pick up the phone, Chuck. Let's it's go, like boy.
0: could be a goddamn Seattle Kraken by now. Seriously. Or I'll, I'll drive him out you there me. myself. will Kubel.
1: You can't have another Pierre, whatever Belmar. You can't have another Pierre or Belmar thing. Like that didn't help the Flyers at all when he left.
0: No, but that's probably what's gonna happen.
1: Uh, right he, now, my money far- is
0: on Braun or Ghost. I think it's gonna be one of those two.
1: Last offseason, you and Jim talked. We were, I, I was on here saying that Ghost has got to be gone because he's not Fletcher's guy. He's not Vimeo's guy. guy. He's not No, he's not. And last year, the pandemic season, he was getting benched frequently. And even this year, he wasn't always in the lineup. I don't think the Flyers are crazy about him. I just don't think they could... I don't know how he can't find a dance partner, but... Person. oh shit! Um, I, I just—that's I, my number one. I—I I feel like Ghost is gone.
0: That'd be my hope. I—I um, mean, I can't can imagine they try money. this again.
1: <laughs> but, how uh, how can you, and then have the balls to like raise people to buy prices? season tickets yeah. and raise ticket prices? Are you fucking kidding me?
0: That's I better get the, a lap uh... dance
1: from a Flyers girl if I'm going to go spend that kind of money.
0: That's the thing I, I keep asking myself: is how can they possibly run this back? But it's like it's what they're gonna do, right? Like, they're—I'm sure they're not gonna do anything. I don't. Fletcher's gonna—I don't think he's gonna make that mistake again of just doing absolutely nothing. But I don't think it's gonna be anything of substance. I think we're looking at a Matt Niskanen bronze summer again kind of thing. Two underwhelming moves where you try and plug holes, but you don't actually put any kind of thought into what you're doing, and then you, uh. You know, run it back with a vast majority of the same players. You lose one person to Seattle, probably of zero substance. And then uh, we sit here this time next year out of the playoffs and uh, doing nothing again. And, and
1: and the streak will be broken. They'll finally uh, go back to back seasons of missing <laughs> yeah, or making no, the playoffs. They'll finally Jeez, stop doing no. that. Because as it stands, they're not making the playoffs. They're not better than the Islanders. No, As it stands today. On this day, they're not better than... By the way, I hate I hate the lineup, uh, the the way the standings are. When it all goes back, how are you gonna have two giant divisions in a co- in in both conferences? Like you got to go back to three divisions with thirty two fucking teams. You would think, no? but uh... I, I I hate the two division in, in each conference. It's ridiculous. I mean, the players are always out there saying you you have a good season, so you face. One of the lower seeds. Like, that's why you try all year, and then you make the playoffs. It's a fucking toss-up. But as it stands, the Islanders are—so, say, it goes back to the way it was, right? The the divisions. The Islanders are better than them. Uh, The Rangers kicked the shit out of the Flyers most of this year. Uh, The Penguins kicked the shit out of the Flyers, except for the first two games of the year where they were trying to get their footing. Uh, Well, the Penguins don't have goaltending. They'll figure that. it out. Yeah, they,
0: they will. As long as Crosby's uh, uh, around, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. As long as Crosby's there, um, the Hurricanes are back. They're they're back in our division. That's right. Hurricanes. That's four teams
1: already. Better than better than the Flyers. The Rangers sound like they're poised to do I something The Rangers, so... yeah. The Rangers, yeah. Say that they, they might get Eichel. They have enough pieces to go. Here you go, Buffalo. Yeah.
0: They're the they've they've been the ones that seem like they're uh, the front runners. You got the Capitals, Don't forget, I- Capitals Islanders. That's right uh pittsburgh carolina teams. columbus new york and new jersey columbus didn't look so good this year probably not we'll have to see what they end up doing with seth jones and line a um but that was five
1: teams legitimately but you said other capitals? than uh,
0: other than columbus and new jersey and even them you know all it takes is one of those youngsters pulling their head out of their ass and they may be worthwhile mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't believe they were that far behind the flyers this season, if I remember correctly, but, uh, no, no, uh... It's, it, 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 and people want to just be content and, and
1: call us assholes. And, and,
0: and how dare and just... we want our hockey team to be better, Nick? I
1: I, I don't. <laughs> Damn it, Kitty. Okay, sorry. Um, I don't dead air. I, I just I don't get the love affair with Travis Konechny. I don't. Get
0: it. I don't get the love affair with any of these players. I just. No, don't. you're right. I don't. I don't with any of them. I, you're absolutely right, Dan. They like people are gonna come on here and be like, "Oh, Dan, you're fan policing." And you know what? Like, I totally am. I'll admit it. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. But like, we get fan policed all the time. If give you're back. watching these games to see what face Travis Konechny is gonna make that night, I have no fucking respect for you as a fan. <laughs> like. I just want to, I, I don't consider myself a fan anymore. You know, I, I, I take all this shit too seriously. This has become too much of a job for me to truly care about the players. You know, it's not like like when I was a kid, all these players were like superheroes, you know, mm-hmm. and they were so cool to watch and I enjoyed it and just watched, you know, Peter Forsberg and Simone Gagne and Primo and all these guys was just enthralled. Now as an adult, I'm sitting here and I'm trying to approach this from like a business perspective. You know, I don't give a shit about the players. I don't give a shit about the team. All I want to see is a Stanley Cup in Philadelphia. That is the ultimate goal. And I don't give a shit Mm -hmm. who's here to make that happen. You know, whether Mm -hmm. it's Konechny. Listen, if Konechny wants to score 50 goals a season and then go out and make faces at Andy Green, more fucking power to you, okay? But when you're a 24-goal scrub or an 11-goal scrub this season because he's actually shit, you have no (laughs) room to do fucking anything like that. You know, right. like, I, I just, I'm I'm not here for these players. You know, I just want to see a cup. And if none of these current players in this roster are here when they win that cup, so be it. I don't care. I just, I, right. I'm so tired of the loser mentality of this fan base. Like, I had somebody on Twitter the other day said, well, you should just go be a Kraken fan. And I thought about it and went, you know, they're probably going to be a really competitive hockey team. They're not going to be afraid to move, make moves to get better. And I get away from a fan base that's full of fucking losers. Where do I sign up? Is there a waiting list? Can I just declare my fandom? Like, how do I leave? <laughs> <laughs> and as a
1: Jersey fan, they're aesthetically pleasing.
0: Or nice. Better than these that's shitty the reverse retro The nice jerseys are better. <sighs> you,
1: don't, you, don't, you still don't like the Flyers reverse, reverse retro?
0: No. Fine, what if they fix, the, they, what they if they fix the cuff? Uh, they need to fix the whole jersey. Oh, I think that's a, not a bad
1: basis for uh, the. Um,
0: it is like a, a possible uniform change. It is a change. goddamn shame Sam Rand scored his first NHL goal in those fucking stupid reverse retro jerseys. That's the thing I'm going to have to look at for the rest of time.
1: They're better than the 50th anniversary ones. Those are the worst ones ever.
0: That's true. Bottom those of are two. Horrible. See, I, the thing is, I was never a big fan of the blood orange Lindros jerseys either.
1: I grew up on that, dude.
0: I, I grew up on the black ones. Your brock, and coffee back there; those are the ones that I remember. The orange uh, one was a little before that my coffee time. coffee was yours. That's right, it was. <laughs> that was yours.
1: The yeah, the Chris Gratton one, the orange one. That that was the uniform set I grew up with. Right behind me, no one can see me.
0: But uh, that's the uniform set I grew up with. No, nope, I don't. I, the, the orange ones were slightly before my time.
1: Yep. um, I don't want to give much more time to Baker Wheeler, who um, Oh have... God, fuck I this can't guy! Can't believe it took
0: me this long. The guy's clearly a troll.
1: Oh, he actually agreed with us today. Did you see that right before we got on here? Every he once in a while,
0: us. he'll throw out some like decent take. But I could, I swear to Christ, he is Travis Connelly's burner account. I yes, he's got like thirty something followers. He, um, he will like does some follow. Does he follow you? Nope.
1: He doesn't follow he's me. in my mentions so, all the
0: time and doesn't follow me.
1: He's in my mentions all the time as well. Sometimes I'll just say Travis Konechny stinks. just oh, to see. I if purposely
0: lead this guy around
1: just for fun some <laughs> he, he does. He'll fucking show up. Just like today. Just, just like today. Oh, you yeah. didn't tag him. No. And he showed up. He's he's either a founder or Travis Konechny himself. But he carries so much water for an undersized, mediocre player who just clearly has shown you he is not a playoff player he is not that guy
0: what's funny is every once in a while it's very rare but he'll have he'll throw out he he'll throw out a take that makes me think that he at least has a general idea of what he's talking about but then like when you talk connecting like this guy travis connecting is like wayne gretzky incarnated for this fucker like he's just he's on a yeah. different level nobody's as good as he is Jeff, no not jack eichel not sam reinhardt not <laughs> cole caulfield nobody travis connecti all the way it's like fuck my guy
1: <laughs> he keeps calling him ass? elite and a first line winger i'm like yeah on a bad fucking flyers team that can't make the
0: playoffs back-to-back years what he line one on the fucking playoff field? goal, Vegas Golden Knights, and see where he slots in. Be a fourth liner.
1: Look Montreal, for fuck's sake! The, the, the team that is just just dummying analytics. What, what is the uh, cold He has how many more goals than TK now? How uh, many
0: yeah, uh, less games? has three, Connect me is one, and I believe it was uh, fourteen less games or something like that. Oh, it was eight less games. I think it was. And. Connecticut has Kinechny 22 games, and Caulfield is 14. I
1: think. Did Connecticut even score in the bubble last year? Is that what we were hung up on? I don't no, he didn't.
0: Because did. no, his only goal was against
1: Pittsburgh. Yes. So he played seven. Was it 17 games? 16, we 17, whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. The Montreal series went six. Islanders went goop. seven. That's 13. Quick math, and then the play-in games were three.
0: Right? The round-robin. I don't think the plans counted, though. Okay, so we had 13 playoff games last Hold year. Hold on. I can just Google this. We have the technology. Well, if you count the bubble. Playoffs. Daniel, he didn't get 16 any. games last year with zero goals and seven assists. And the <laughs> uh, Penguin Series, he had uh, six games played with one goal and zero assists.
1: And people are carrying water for this kid. One
0: goal, eight Look points. Look how much 22 y'all
1: plays. Games. Look at the Islanders. Kyle Palmieri is just laughing at analytics.
0: He had uh, 11 goals and 34 points in 50 games this year. Three consecutive 24-goal seasons before that. And then an 11-goal, 28-point uh, season his rookie year. He's just a dude. He's just he's a just, dude. He's a dime a dozen
1: who just does not elevate his game in the playoffs.
0: If you pull up the 2021 free agent list, I guarantee you a vast majority of them have at least one 24-goal season under their belt. <laughs> like, it's just, it's all the same. He's just a dude.
1: We, we were bringing up, uh, there's been several trades on this day.
0: Yeah, and, we'll talk about that. And, June 23rd, uh, a famous day in Flyers history.
1: To segue about the 24 goals, right? So on this day, should we say, we'll say we save the big one for last. How about that, Dan? But on sure. this day, in 2014, one of Hextall's first big moves was to trade fan favorite Scott Hartnell to the Blue Jackets for
0: R.J. Umberger. Were there any other uh, picks involved in that, Dan? I think the Vorobiev pick came out of that one, if I remember correctly. Okay.
1: So nothing came out of that. And as Bobby said to make fun of it, Bobby said, on this day in 2014, Ron Hextall traded Scott Hartnell for R.J. Umberger for, in quotes, cap space that was never used. Spot on. Now, right? Here we go. Uh, connecting has never passed 24 goals, right? Scott Hartnell, in his late th- mid to late 30s, put up 28 with the Blue Jackets in his first year. And then put up 23 the next that was a horrible—that's a that's a big loss. Like, of all these trades, that's the biggest loss of them all. Like, you couldn't find better value for Scott Hartnell. Like, you couldn't trade that for maybe more picks if you wanted more cap space. Like, out front—remember, up front, there was no cap space. It was at the end because Hartnell had that big extension that Holmgren gave him, which probably was too long of a deal because he was not going to be worth it at the end. So, remember, Unger's um, contract was a couple years shorter— so the savings was going to be more at the end. So you gave up Scott Hartnell for R.J. Umberger, who did absolutely nothing here. And Hartnell still put up 28 and 23 goals. And then his last two years, uh, he put up 13 and 13. But that dude put up 60 points and 49 points in his first few years with Columbus. All you got to show for it was, was Umberger and Vorobiev, who stinks and is back in Russia.
0: Twenty. Actually, this was not the Probia pick, I don't think. <clears throat> Going down a... Trying to figure out what the hell was... They traded this pick to LA. In what looks like a... They moved up? Twenty fifteen fourth 4th, 104 of all... Who the hell was that? That was Verobia. Okay, there was an extra move there to make it happen, but yes, that was ultimately the Verobia pick. Yes. Okay.
1: That's a huge loss of a trade for cap
0: space that was never fucking used. Because think... and Verobia for Hartnell. They Umberger ended up buying out Umberger.
1: They ended up, Yes, they ended up. Just the people that carry Hextall's jock is just you. It's 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 mind blowing. It's my that's the biggest loss of them all. Uh. Two years before that, uh, your thoughts first, Dan. The Flyers traded JVR one-for-one for for Luke Shen.
0: That was a great trade. They should do it again.
1: JVR to uh,
0: Tampa and bring me Luke Shen back.
1: Um, I I know JVR missed a lot of time in the 11-12 season. I don't even think he was around for that carnival of a playoff series against uh pittsburgh but he was around for the devil series I of the flyers back then weren't happy with his complete lack of consistency and shipped him out it's almost like 10 years later it's still a fucking issue the same fucking guy is still here he's and he's still a giant pansy still doesn't as nick kiprios puts it and that guy played in the nhl not me kids JVR loves the soft ice. Loves to find the soft spots. JVR is not a flyer. Whether you want to say that's a boomer thing to say or not, <laughs> he's just not a fucking flyer. What I mean, Alain Vigneault be a fucking flyer. JVR is not a fucking flyer. He loves the soft ice. He hardly ever just beats the goalie with a shot. It's always a deflection or a rebound to happen. Again. I would have done that trade again. I wasn't sad to see him go.
0: I, like I thought Lucien. he was wild.
1: I thought he, yeah, Luke was okay. I mean, he's fine. He's, fine. he's a good six, seventh defenseman. I don't think he should have been playing as many minutes as he was here, probably.
0: The Flyers I think just he, completely shit the bet in this 2015 draft. Sweet Jesus. This was the year they drafted um, Samuel Dove McFalls. <laughs>
1: For <laughs> some reason, you put that name on the back of a jersey.
0: I have his preseason jersey. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Wait, that wasn't customized? You bought it? No, I bought it. That was his. Yeah, it was his preseason jersey. Nice. That was uh Maddie Tomek in the 90th nice. overall. Who was this one? Felix Sandstrom. Sweet Jesus. And that oh, was a Hextall so. draft, correct? Yeah, that was uh second draft, I believe. 14 was
1: his first. When he first got here, he made a couple of, like, getting a first for Coburn was awesome.
0: He definitely third... knew how to get some value in trades. He got a third for uh time Ronaldo. again. He got a third for Ronaldo. Both of those, I believe were uh Ustaminko and Sandstrom picks. And uh, like it's just when he just he, never... the, the, the trading away, like the Hartnell deal sucked. I I believe that was like the first thing he did when he showed up was make that move. Pretty much was. Uh, Let's see here, flyers trade all trades. That is not what I'm looking for, but Google knows what I'm talking about. Thank you. Let's see here, 20. How did he take over? 2014.
1: Yep.
0: His first move would have been yep Hartnell and Burger, McGinn for a third. Uh, Kimo Timonen for a second and a conditional pick. I believe those picks were then used in Konechny, Uh somehow. There was Coburn for Gudis and a first. And a I other. thought the Coburn first
1: was K- uh, Konechny.
0: It may have been. Who the hell was uh? I don't think those Timonen picks survived. I don't remember who the hell it was traded uh... to Toronto for Jeremy Bracco. I don't know who that would have been. 20, oh, for Christ's sake. Hold on! <laughs> <laughs> NHL Transactions 2015. Hmm. How the did I say it was? Jeremy Bracco? Mm-hmm. Uh, 2015 second. 2015 second round pick. Flyers. That was the Islanders. There's a McDonald deal. Jeremy Brack. Who the hell was this? Key on team into the Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah. I thought
1: it was a second and a fourth, but it became a second and a third because they made it as deep as they did what they fucking want. I get these fucking spam calls all goddamn time Oh
0: yeah, tell me about it. Maple Leafs traded 2015 first round pick Travis connecting to the Flyers for a first round pick and a 2015 second. So the first round pick was from the Coburn deal and the okay. second round pick was from the uh, team in a deal which is gotcha. more or less what I thought happened what happened after this one bunch of first rounders oh that's the uh, connecting peg yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so fourth happy round pick to move back to pick up uh, Varrobio. woohoo Nick Grossman and Chris Pronger for Sam Gagne in a fourth which they must have dealt because I'd never heard of Otto Kuvlia before <laughs> Zach Row was awesome in the shootout. Uh, yeah, Sam Gunney would have to do it. I think he's still playing, isn't he? Right. You know fucking Phil is still playing? Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's like he has to be like 85 by now. Probably older than me. and LeCavalier. That's impossible. Shen and <laughs> this trade broke my heart for Jordan Wheel and a 2016 third. Jordan. That's all he got for those two? Yeah. Oh my god. I don't know who that uh, draft pick would have been. It doesn't say 2016. <sighs> I'm sure this is a compelling radio, but I have nothing else to talk about that I am some. <laughs> 2016 third round pick. Uh, what? Is that Carson Trinsky? People give Hextall
1: way too much credit. You're not even going. You're not even done this list. Hextall gets way too much credit, and people
0: still are at the church of Hextall. There was the pick where they moved back for German Rubisov, and the Jets picked Logan Stanley with that pick.
1: Oh God! Is that the giant tall
0: dude? Yep. Say swapped. Fourth-rounders with the Islanders one year. Well, that doesn't tell me what's up. Peter Straka for a seventh-round pick. What a deal. Mark Streit sent to Tampa for Filipula, A 2017 fourth, which became Shushko. And a 2017 seventh, which became Wyatt Kalanick. Oops. Uh, Nick Cousins and Merrick Madsen for Brendan Warren and a 2018 fifth. I don't know who any of these people are. What what are all these fucking people so like up in arms about <laughs> Hextall for? Braden Shen, that deal. It was a uh, Latera for uh, Laterra and Frost and Ferroby. Which I would rather have Braden Shen than any of those players. At this point, yeah, I didn't. Realize, I, I, didn't I
1: did not like Braden Shen. I thought he was too streaky. Uh, and again, when you...
0: as did I. His consistency was an issue. But uh, looking at what the fuck they got.
1: Correct. And, <laughs> Looking and, at what this team is now? And, and again, people might be like, why don't you like anybody? It's like, well, let me back to what I said 20 minutes ago was, how can you be too attached to anybody when this team can't even make the playoffs back-to-back seasons and then promptly get embarrassed in the first round each time they've made the playoffs, except for when they beat a 13th seed, which gave them all they could handle? Continue, Daniel. Uh,
0: 2017 second and a 2017 third to move up to pick Ratcliffe. Uh those picks were Philip Westerland and Nate Shar. I believe those are yeah, I've had
1: such high hopes for Ratcliffe.
0: I did before I showed up and seen him play live. That guy is he's a big kid. I love me some big hockey players, but uh sweet Jesus. Ratcliffe went to the Travis Keneckney school of not learning how to throw hits or use his size to his advantage. Just uh, a worthless forward these days. Uh, he's, what is he, like at least six four? He's a big dude. He's a big kid. Zach I can never spell Isaac the right way. it's a stupid name I think it's two A's right unless he spells it weird Ratscliff stupidly spelled weird anyway he's listed at 6-6 holy he's a big kid I don't know if I believe that I feel like he may be closer to 6-4 but 6-6 six, six is fine there was the uh, famous swapping picks with the Canadians and they drafted Caden Primo yeah. that'd be nice the Flyers oh that's right they then traded that pick again to Montreal the following year uh, futures for Dustin Torkovsky. What a fucking player they ended up being. Uh, 2018 fourth and a 2019 third for Peter Mrazek. I don't and know who he would cheer about. for a cup of coffee. I, if I, I'm i going to look this up and be infuriated by who those uh, picks turned out, right? doesn't tell me here. Complete list of every trade, but it didn't tell me who these draft picks are. Twenty, What did I say? 2018 fourth would have been uh let's see here they must have dealt it who the hell do they who do they possibly have made a trade with they don't make trades is it uh John Saint Ivany, maybe me his name Jack hmm this one wasn't made and then the 2019 third oh boy. I do that was. 2019 third. Uh, did they trade that one? I don't know. <laughs> 2019 third. Who am I talking? Oh, they did trade that. That was the... Uh, I don't know. That would have been a different one. All these draft picks just without a proper pen and paper to write all this shit down and keep track
1: But of But basically... What? A bunch of nothing. A b- whole lot of nothing.
0: Draft picks, draft picks, draft picks. Swapped seventh rounders with the Canadians again. Uh, Jordan Wheel for Jacob Graves and Igor Serduke, neither one of which are with the organization anymore.
1: Which, again, also what you've been screaming about for two years now is why are people so attached to prospects when clearly you say all these games acquired by And it's like half the time, more than half the time, they don't turn out to be anything. So if you can acquire a big name player like Seth Jones and say, here, take Ratcliffe and take someone and and take a couple of picks. Who fucking cares? We're the fucking Flyers. We're not the fucking Florida Panthers who haven't won a playoff series in 25 years. Okay. by the way, the Panthers are far more successful than the Flyers are. I guess so. I mean, certainly recently, dude, Bob Roski. All that money for a perennial playoff choker. That guy stinks. I have never, I'm, I still don't forgive Bobrovsky for those two cupcakes he gave up in the Winter Classic to Mike Rupp.
0: I never, uh, people like to look back on that and be like, oh my God, they gave Bobrovsky. But it's like, he wasn't, I, I never, I don't know. He's got what, two Vesnas, But other than his uh, couple seasons in Columbus there, I was never overly impressed yeah. with the guy. Well, you don't you don't lift the Vesna over your head in June. Sorry. Nope. When? Then I believe this that was it. Sorry. Taylor Lear, Justin Bailey. How many
1: Vesnas you has? That dude shows up in the playoffs. Actually, no, he doesn't show up in the playoffs. Period. They put in the fucking kid, Spencer Knight, right? Yeah.
0: Lear and Bailey. I think what? that was the first move uh, Fletcher made I'm in January 19. So, what a fucking trade! Just a bunch of moves and selling the uh, the farm on. Yeah, you know, they're selling the fan base on a good farm of prospects, which all of them are here now, and they all suck. Or or get rid of them before everyone else finds out they, they suck, right?
1: Like get rid of Morgan Fox. Get rid of all these guys. Like y- you talked about with Mike and Manny. Like the cupboard is bulging. Like there's no more room in the pipeline for some of these kids, and they're gonna get lost in the shuffle and not develop and be of no use for the Phantoms or Flyers. So fucking. Make some fucking moves. Not everyone makes the Phillies if you're an iron pig. Not everyone makes the flyers if you're a fucking phantom. So fucking move some of these picks. I'm tired of Paris. I'm not excited for this upcoming season on this day. If in a couple weeks there's a couple of moves that were made, I'll be back on board a little bit with some skepticism because. The last ten years don't really give anyone with half a brain any reason to get overly excited.
0: We had a uh, Dennis Bernstein on the show this morning, Anthony and I, and uh, mm-hmm. he was talking about the Kings and you know, like they basically have a roster filled with younger players and uh, you know, and, and I guess he he essentially said they you know they need to assess the talent that they have and make trades based on those results. Meaning mm keep the good ones, get rid of the medium ones, bring in something else and make it. And it's like, that fits in perfectly here. Exactly. You you have to keep all these shitheads. We we know what they are. Konechny and Provar are about to enter their sixth NHL season. Sandheim's going into his fifth. And it's like, they're just dudes. And for whatever reason, people still talk about them like they're 18 years old and have a shit ton of potential. Like they're not getting any better than they are now. And the, the fact that we're still holding on to connect, you know, pulling his head out of his ass and scoring 40 goals one season. It's like, why don't you actually go find a legitimate 40 goal scorer? You know? yeah. How many times can you yeah. pass up on, you know, Patrick Lyon or going out and trying to get Jack Eichel or like you can address needs. You can trade a few prospects. I know Flyers Twitter is going to melt down and it's going to be a glorious day if it ever happens. But in the meantime, like, fuck, man. Stop yeah. running it back. Is Line A restricted, Dan? Yes.
1: So you have to either offer sheet him or Three. he has to just. When does it become anyone's game to sign him?
0: That mm, I don't know if that happened yet or not. not Probably sure. like free agency, right? Isn't that
1: what it works? Like for like hypothetically, when they got Kevin Wright's, uh, Kevin Hayes's rights. It was so no one else can sign him, but if July 1st would have rolled around, he would have been game to anybody, correct? So that's probably how it works for line A is you have to trade for his rights, and then on maybe July 1st, he becomes anybody's game. Something like that. Something like that, whatever. Um, so we talked about JBR Toronto, Hartnell to the Blue Jackets. We've already touched on Braden Shen to the Blues. We'd probably rather have Shen back, considering how they've gotten return Uh didn't lead to anything yet and here that was 2017 dan 2017 Mm -hmm. quick math that's 2021 if that's four fucking years ago and there's still nothing to show for it
0: yep meanwhile shen i believe he had a 30 goal season and won a stanley cup in st louis uh
1: yes if 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 my memory serves me right as i'm getting so old over here uh yeah i do remember brayden shen winning a stanley cup uh and then the big one Uh, if maybe we could each tell stories, I don't know where you were in 2011. Uh, But June 23rd, 2011, the Flyers traded Mike Richards to the Kings for Braden Shen and Wayne Simmons, and they traded Jeff Carter to the Blue Jackets. And if my memory also serves me right, Jeff Carter refused to report to the Blue Jackets, and they had to send Rick Nash and someone from the front office to Seattle City to go fucking hunt him down.
0: I believe he played 39 games for him. I put in the piece this morning.
1: He, yes, yes, he, he, and he pouted the whole time. Apparently, there was a cancer in the locker room, and they were like, "Fuck it, leave, fine, <sighs> bye," and they traded him. Now, if any team lost any of that, it was Columbus, because the Columbus Blue Jackets gave the Flyers Jake Voracek, who produced, but again, no playoff success. And Sean Couturier, who won a Selkie,
0: but again, playoff success really.
1: And again, I'm not blaming those they two got, exclusively.
0: Uh, was it Jack Johnson and the pick that landed a Marco Dono for that one? Yes. So, oops.
1: They really, they got,
0: they got double fucked
1: on both ends on the uh, Jeff Carter uh, front. He's like, oh, let's finally get Rick Nash a center, and they get a center. He's like, I don't want to play there. <laughs> I didn't like Jeff Carter when he was here either. To uh, to be fair and you know you me, and Jim have talked about Mike Richards plenty of times and I used to hate his guts and you guys really changed my mind and you know when there's smoke there's wall uh, there's fire you know I mean there's there's a reason why they got rid of those too because of all the partying and I f- feel they probably had enough of their shenanigans and it's a shame that Mike Richards he's clean now but it led to substance abuse issues so but um where were you in June of 2011 Dan
0: I would have just finished freshman year of high school? What? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I graduated in 2014, so it would have been the end of freshman year. As he buries his head in his hands. I was 26 years old.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't a police officer yet. I was a security guard at Doylestown Hospital. And... I had night shift that night. And I remember I took a little nappy nap in the afternoon to get through the night. And I woke up and I had, like, my phone was just... Like, I had tons of text messages, notifications. And I'm like, what the fuck is everybody talking about? I get the computer. I'm like, holy shit.
0: Yeah. And then shortly
1: thereafter, they announced Briz, which, as you touched on your article, as far as, like, immediate... Like, every player they acquired served the Flyers well. That is so loud. That is a Dude, very loud
0: lawnmower, yes. That. Oh, uh, uh, that's the, uh, the wind, uh, the, the, the blower. The, blowing the, the, I'm sorry about that. God Tell damn. Tell shut up. You're doing a show. No. Dan the Flyer he's fan walking, says. "Shut." He's walking door. away. He's walking
1: away. God, that's so loud. It sounds like it's in the fucking room. It did, yeah. It was very loud. Oh, my God. So, Simmons, good player. One of the he's probably one of the most beloved flyers in the last ten years. Uh, Bray Shen, Streaky, but didn't stink like he was it didn't like turn out to be a, a bust. top
0: prospect in the league when that trade happened.
1: That was a big fucking deal, yes. Danny. You are
0: right. Um, uh, and
1: then and then Couturier, uh, his production would slow out the gates, but he was a good defensive forward. And then uh, Voracek, you know, put up good points. Again, really minimal, minimal playoff success with any of them. I mean, that first year was really, really fun when they were all here, and it looked like they were really going to move as a group, and it all kind of fell apart. And then Ron Hextall
0: showed up and put into that. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Hextall.
1: I mean, come on, dude. Like, you still had a young Voracek and Giroux, Simmons. Voracek, Giroux, Simmons, and Shen here. Yeah, I mean, you really didn't have any good young defensemen, really, when you think about it. Like, Tiemann was 40. nearing the end of his career, yeah. I I do think the Brzezgalov situation would have played out a little differently if Pronger never went down. Because he said it on Spitting Chicklets, and he said it on Cam and Strick, that he would have happily told Brzezgalov to go fuck himself. <laughs> and if anyone knows or have seen the stories of Pronger, how he talks to people when he's pissed off. Oh, yeah. He he will tell you to go fuck yourself. So, um... God, that sounds like it's right in the fucking room.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I remember, uh... Was it Sam Carcini one time told a story about, like, Pronger didn't like one of the articles he wrote, so he took him to a room and just screamed at him for, like, 15 (laughs) minutes. think he berated him. (laughs) (laughs) What a guy. Chris Pronger. Well,
1: again, Pronger was also nearing the end of his career. So... I mean, Brzezgalov came from a Dave Tippett system, which was more defensive-oriented. He was a
0: top-ten goalie in the league when he was there. Dude, he was sick with Phoenix.
1: I also think... I feel like like was kind of a jerk-off, like... There wasn't many microphones going in his face in Phoenix. So you know what I mean? Like they didn't,
0: He's the Nolan like, Patrick. Like, if you just put him in a place where nobody cares about hockey, it'll probably be just fine. But if you put him in the spotlight as somebody like Philadelphia, he's going to be like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? And yeah, exactly. He's so,
1: I mean, Matt Corll was nothing without Pronger. Um, that sounds like it's right next to me. I'm so sorry, everybody. It's the... The, the touch you get with brotherly pod, a it's, couple of listen. Sh- this is brotherly pod. Rooms.
0: I don't know what the fuck anybody expects anymore. They tune in <sighs> for professional content. They are in the wrong spot. <laughs> but all the players they acquired, none of them turned out to be busts in those trades. It's just the, somebody told you me said, this morning her, on Twitter. They quoted it and said they won the battles, but not the war. And that's a great way to put it. They uh, they won both it. trades, uh, handedly. You know, they they won the the, uh, Richards trade because Richards just fell off a fucking cliff afterwards. And then Carter went to Columbus. They got a King's ransom from out of Columbus. Then Columbus got (laughs) Jack Johnson in return. So they won that deal as well. But, you know, at the end of the day, the Flyers didn't win shit. And the Kings won two cups on the backs of Richards and Carter. So,
1: yeah.
0: Yep. And the Flyers (laughs) failed to,
1: with those pieces like Holmgren didn't really adjust well with the next lockout that happened and signing, buying out Briere, who was damaged goods, just to bring in damaged goods. If it was Vinny LeCavier from 2007, yeah, it'd be fucking awesome, but it wasn't. So and then
0: he feuded with Bruby which didn't help.
1: Yeah. So like the LeCavier thing didn't didn't make sense. It just you had you had it. That was the like, that last was a, time that, I
0: think this team made me happy is when they signed the call, yeah.
1: I said that several times on the Angry Negative show. That was the last time, wire to wire, I had a really good fucking time, was, was that season. <laughs> yeah, like, so the Flyers made that big trade. I was dating a girl at the time who broke up with me, like, three weeks later. And then I moved out of my mommy's house and, like, lived with a bunch of friends for the start of that 2011 season. So, like, it was just a... Fucking blast like every game we were all hanging out like having a good time and like the 24-7 stuff happened and I remember we all went to the phantoms winter classic game and and like we always had people over for that playoff run like that was a really fun season and then the lockout Gary Bettman the weasel and then the lockout shortened season was a disaster and then they kind of bounced back and they traded for Andy McDonald and then gave him five fucking years Signed at, at five million dollars. So, like, it just...
0: Holmgren,
1: the line in Batman, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Yeah. I know you don't watch movies, but I, I'm sure you've watched... I'm Dark aware Knight, of that everyone. quote. Yeah, so that, that's, that's Paul Holmgren. And, yeah. and then Hextall and inherited... Hextall was just a he, villain was, the whole way. Just a villain. He inherited a cap Capshap team... Made a couple nice moves off the bat, and then did absolutely nothing.
0: Absolutely nothing. And they're paying for it today. And yeah, and
1: you're exactly right. And they are paying for it today. Like I, as just as a organization, like, again, I'm just some dude like up here in Upper Bucks County. But like, you want me to drive, or you want Dan the Fire Fan to drive from Lehigh County to come watch your product when? Um, You and I are going to probably spend two hours on traffic at least if it's a weekday. Let's day, drive down to hour. Philadelphia
0: on a rush hour yeah. traffic on a weekday for two dude, hours. Spend dude, $400 dude. on tickets and food and then watch the Flyers get their ass kicked into their ass. Nine, nothing to the Rangers. Yeah. Great yeah. night of family fucking fun there. eh? Yeah. And that's not interesting. I haven't been to a Flyers it. game in years. That's pretty wild to me. It was what it was? I it was either late 2016-17 or early 2017-18. I don't remember, but it was the twenty seventeen. I think was the last time I was there. It's just it's I, I have no interest in wasting my time or money. I can sit here and when they start losing nine nothing, I'll change a channel. <laughs> yes. I'll go fifteen minutes up the road and watch the Phantoms play for a whole I lot less not... money.
1: <laughs> I I you're absolutely right, and I had zero interest in going to a game when they brought fans back. Zero.
0: No. And apparently, nobody else did either because they didn't sell tickets for those fucking events.
1: Yeah,
0: and I'm telling you, that's to me, that's like, it's a shame,
1: Ed Snyder. It's a shame we're not all immortals here because Ed Snyder wouldn't stand for this.
0: Nope. And
1: and I'm telling you, if if, and that's the problem with Dave. That's a problem with Comcast owning the Flyers. Is Comcast has so much fucking money, regardless of what the Flyers do, they don't have to fucking care too much. No. That's a a conspiracy theory. Probably one of the few companies
0: that got fucking richer during the pandemic than they did uh, before.
1: Yeah! And that's why I have Verizon, because fuck you, Dave Scott. Well, that's not the only reason. I just hate Comcast. I've always hated Comcast. (laughs) So, I have Verizon. (laughs) Very professional. And I assume you have Service Electric. Yes. So, fuck you, Comcast. You're not getting our money from me or Dan. Fuck you, Comcast. Mm -hmm. And fuck you, Flyers. And Dave Scott. And Travis Konechny.
0: Fuck you, Travis Konechny. Fuck you for not having a Pride Night. Fuck you, Baker. Fuck for not having a Pride Night, right? Yeah. That's still the biggest feather in my cap to this day, that I fucking bullied the Flyers into having a Pride Night.
1: How cool was it that that dude on the Raiders came out? It was cool. I think it's good that he got a good reception.
0: Yeah, for the most part
1: there's bad reception
0: mm, scroll through some of the things on twitter I oh remember. again damn, it's
1: it's fucking twitter i you could show me like running out with a saving a baby and a mom and each arm from a burning building and always like fuck the police i hope he dies like that's what'll happen you know what i mean so there's always gonna be that um yeah that, that's that's a good way to put it though they, won the battle lost the war yep and that's... It was, oh, it was, everything's
0: been on a downward spiral since those trades, actually. Yeah,
1: and, and that's what I mean, as I'm trying to get back to here, is is uh, it's a shame Comcast owns the Flyers, because like, if, if some other schmo owned the Flyers, like, you're going to lose money this year. Like, you're going to lose money, because I'm telling you, people don't go watch the... They didn't watch the Sixers when they were tanking. They don't go to Phillies games, and they stink, and the Phillies suck. Uh...
0: I, I fans can't usually go. wait for the season, specifically for the attendance thing, and uh, mm-hmm. I know a lot of fans like to like throw the attendance numbers under the bus, like it doesn't fucking matter. But especially absolutely. now, as everybody's trying to recover financially, mm-hmm. um, they they absolutely do, and it's why it's so important to get some players here, somebody along the lines of Jack Eichel, you know, like you need somebody that. When was the last time the Flyers had a player that anybody paid to see? You went down to Philadelphia specifically to watch that player. Like, peak Eric Lindros, probably. And, uh, like, nobody goes out of their way to watch players anymore. Jack Eichel comes to town, and he's a player that you're going to pay to go watch because he's going to do something incredible, probably. Oh, my God. You're absolutely right. You know? like... And you put him on a team with legitimate talent. Put him... Jack Eichel, let him center Giroux and Farabee and let those three go to town and dominate the fucking league. You know, like, Mm -hmm. that's what you... That puts asses in seats. If they do nothing this summer and run it back, like, nobody's going to show up to those games. The idea that, well, the pandemic's over, they're going to go do things. Listen, I've been at the Iron Pigs quite a bit since they lifted the restrictions. That building is no more full than it was before. It's no more full than it was two years ago. And that's right when it happened. The Flyers are gonna wait till Mm. October, you know. Everybody's gonna have their hot girl summer and go out there and do whatever they want to do and party and go out. All this shit, that, 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 that that hangover, the wanting to go out and do shit, that's gonna be over by the time October rolls around. You put a shitty Mm. product on the ice, nobody's gonna care, you know. Nobody. Remember 1890 or 1920 before the pandemic? The Mm -hmm. on-running joke that season was nobody was showing up to your fucking games. You know, it wasn't until very late in the year once that win streak started to take place and they pulled their head Mm -hmm. out of their ass on a regular basis that they were seeing people show up to the building that for a long time, like noticeably empty on TV. You know, it's just like I, I know we're all supposed to be fans and I'll take this approach, but this is a business. You know, you make money by putting asses in seats. You make money by making the playoffs and selling playoff tickets. You know, if you don't make any moves you run it back and you fucking miss the playoffs this year they're going to lose so much money so and they much. fucking deserve it cuz you tried to yeah. run it back again you know like make changes sweet jesus
1: come here so we went to two games 2 years ago do you remember we went to the blues game yeah do you remember how much of a morgue it was in there
0: mm-hmm. when they when they
1: got shut out we how went we went is. yeah We went to Bennington's first ever game when he shut out the Flyers. It was a morgue.
0: People started chanting the uh, Eagles, Jack, because the Flyers were
1: trash. Yeah, that's about right. He said, that's about right. Thank you. I texted her to come up. Yeah, we we went to, to because they missed the playoffs the year the Blues won, correct? Yes. Yeah, I went to, I haven't paid for a Flyers game in years. My dad works in South Philly and has like a, I think it's a WB Mason rep. And my dad occasionally gets tickets a couple times a year, and I'm like, hey, can you go? And if I'm off, I'm like, yes, I'll go. I'm not gonna pay to see these schmoes. And went to two games that year, and the, the Blues game when the Flyers were well and in- sucking in January, and it was half empty and dead. And then and like you, you just just to it's just to echo what you just said. Expect more of that. Like also, if you make a big signing that actually matters. You're gonna sell a lot of jerseys. You're going yeah. to.
0: Yep. You're gonna you're gonna sell jerseys. I'll be the first in line for a Jack Eye jersey.
1: Fool! I'll be right. I'll be second in line. Uh, after the wedding, I'm trying to avoid <laughs> full price spending until the wedding passes.
0: So. Actually, what I'll probably do is just buy a somebody else's training camp jersey and strip it and make an ankle jersey. But I keep Still breaking my at home. <laughs> I keep
1: breaking my wife's balls because. Uh, The house is only in my name. I bought the house. Like, when I bought the house, we were only dating. Like, I I just bought the house on my own. So, I'm like, fuck. She's like, what? Like, when I buy the house, it's fucking yours too. It's a marital asset, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I... I guess to sum up this last hour is no excitement unless something happens and don't come crying to Dan or me or Manny or Mike or Katie or Noah was the other one or Shane when they stink and we call a spade a spade and you oh well, they're good. Just wait. I've waited for 10 years.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, the, uh, the, you know, Anthony and I have decided we're not going to judge Fletcher yet. But um, that doesn't mean We're that I'm not also. going to go in negative. I'm just going to hold. On. I'm going to reserve judgment until everything's said and done. But I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt in the meantime. And I'm not going to assume that he's going to get Eichel or Jones. Or I'm not going to assume any of that until they are here in orange and black, and I'm wearing their fucking jersey. Until then, I, I'm just I'm not, I'm not I'm not giving him any benefit of the doubt. I will reserve judgment. I will wait two more months before I yell and scream. But for now, I just, I just don't think anything's gonna happen. I wish something would happen. There's plenty of opportunity for things to happen, but I don't know. I don't think it will, because everything sucks.
1: <laughs> well, not the Euros. The Euros are fun, Dan. Get into soccer or football, as they put it.
0: I would rather watch the Flyers.
1: <laughs> oh. You know, what? I can understand that. There's a lot of bigotry over there still.
0: And and, and soccer's a stupid sport. No, oh! oh,
1: just take my soul right out of my out of my body, man.
0: Eh. Truth hurts sometimes. I guess <laughs> it's, it's not the truth. <laughs> <sighs> uh, <sighs> Anything else you want to get off your chest, Nick? No, I, uh, it
1: was good to talk. Uh, really, haven't talked flyers at anybody just because I've been really invested in the Italian national team in the Euros and uh, my favorite soccer team over there in Italy won the championship so like I just, I just haven't had it in me to like fight with people on Twitter cause that's all I do these days is
0: fighting with people and you're, and you're good at it you're
1: up for it that's fine you know what's funny for uh,
0: years I didn't I used to do it all the time and then for years I didn't now I'm just like I'm not taking shit I'm just like if you're a dumb fan that defends Travis Konechny, I'm going to fucking not be nice to you. Like that's that's just where I'm at at this point. I don't have the patience to deal with. Patient shithead fans. Dude, I the
1: last comment I
0: made about
1: um, Konechny, other than today, was something about Mark Recchi was getting adopted in the Philly Sports Hall of Fame. And they put up his stats. And I quote tweeted it. I was like, this is a... So I said something along the lines of, this is a proper winger. This was a good player. Travis Konechny is not. Travis Keneckney sucks. Oh, boy. You're and, asking for and it. Here comes, and, and here comes Baker. Like, he's... He comes running in. He's he's on it. And he's fucking... I, I didn't even reply to him. And then he, like, got really mad and, like, went through... I had, like, seven notifications, which for me is, like, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all him going through old tweets about connecting. Just you're fucking stupid. I'm like, okay. Like, all right. Like, I'm not. Like, I want connect,
0: and I didn't even bother to argue. It's like, okay, buddy. All right,
1: Travis. Good luck I, I, on your I'm engagement. I'm
0: convinced that this is a burner account.
1: Or his fiance. That
0: too. I just there's no way anybody can be so irrational about somebody like connecting. And listen, this fan base is irrational about everybody. But uh yeah. this guy like is, is 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 so bad about this. What's
1: worse? Being a Flyers fan right now or a Maple Leafs?
0: At least the Maple Leafs give you a fun product during the season before they disappoint you in the playoffs. The Flyers just suck year round. <laughs> oh god though can you imagine if that was the flyers
1: that did that like with that much talent and blew a series lead oh my people be like goodness. oh my god it's so great they made the playoffs <laughs> you're right that's how, the, that's how the bakers they'd be fucking and they, that, in the street what's that guy's stupid name Yurov or something like that oh, that's how they would spin fuck. it that fucking idiot <laughs> that's what I like about this podcast is we can just go on here and say fuck you fuck you and yeah, fuck you I've got no shame <laughs> oh shit
0: all right, everybody. We'll call it a day here. I still have one more to do today, by the way. <laughs> Three shows in one day, because because why the fuck not? But uh, interviewed uh, Dennis Bernstein this morning. Always great to have on the show. One of my favorite recurring guests. Um, that one is up now. Plenty of articles up on Brotherly Puck. And uh, yeah, at Dan the Flyer fan out Brotherly Puck at Brotherly underscore Pod. Nick.
1: Uh, you can reach my phone if you dial nine one one, or you can find me on Twitter at ForzaInner two one five.
0: All right, everybody. Till <laughs> next time. Goodbye and good nights. Yeah! Yeah!